welcome the spirits. I have absolute trust in the strength of my story. I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice. My name is Betty Rooted Lionheart, and this podcast is called Dear Medicine, a shamanic healer's journey of self-love for earth healing. So if you listened to my first podcast, you'll notice that I've changed the name of the podcast um, so it can better reflect what I want to share um, because my life and my path is all about earth healing. Um, But Dear Medicine for me is about gentle and persistent self-love. And so that's why the original title included that. So that brings up for me um, something to share about myself, which is that I am a lifelong perfectionist, putting in the work to um, let go of perfectionism. Um, I have definitely noticed myself wanting to remove that first podcast from public accessibility. I've noticed myself wanting to rework it, plan it out, um, spend hour upon hour ahead of time writing out exactly what I want to say so it can be perfect. And I am resisting doing that because if I do that, then I can't produce a podcast. I'll just drive myself crazy. Um, so, um, I mentioned last time that I am just beginning to live my life from a place that is not fear. And I am in my eighth year along my path of shamanic healing. And so why is it just now eight years in that I am beginning to be able to live from a place that is not fear. Um, Well, because the healing work builds upon the healing work, which builds upon the healing work, which builds upon the healing work. Um, There's that metaphor of peeling an onion. This is when I was ready to start living from a place other than fear. Um, It's, yeah, it rests upon the shoulders of a lot, a lot of time and a lot of effort put into my healing work. Um, And where am I living my life from? Now that it's not from fear, well, I was thinking on that after recording the first episode. And what I've landed on is that I'm living from a place of power and from a place of voice. And what I want to share with y'all today is some of what, some of the healing work that I've just been experiencing in the last few months. Um, beginning in February, I've been in 
one of the most um, most juicy periods of healing, growth, and transformation that I've been in on my journey. And there are definite there are definite peaks and valleys um, along the way. And this is this has been a peak time for me since February, and I'm still very much in that space. Um, so, how to share this? Um, I'll begin by bringing up what I shared last time, my rectovaginal fistula. And I want to make a little bit more clear why I brought that up. Um, because that is kind of the thing that helped me hit bottom. Um, so as I said, when my son was born in 2012 is when I had the tear and I was taken to the hospital and sewn up and I pretty quickly knew that something wasn't quite right about my body down there. Um, down there, yes, that is what I call it. Um, though more recently I'm trying to call it my pelvic floor. Um, but I, even though I knew there was something wrong, I ignored it. I didn't speak to my midwife. I didn't speak to anyone about it. I think for over a year. And then I finally reached out to my midwife and finally made an appointment um, with someone to have it looked at and then finally made an appointment for surgery to have the fistula repaired. That surgery happened early in 2015. So this is three years after the birth. Um, and when it became clear that the surgery had not been successful, that my body did not accept and integrate the um, pig tissue plug that was inserted into my fistula, um, that is when I hit bottom. And that is when I decided to reach out for help and to start climbing out of the pit that I was in. Um, I called a friend who I hadn't really been in touch with, but who I had um, been in prenatal yoga with for my first pregnancy uh, over three, oh, well, in 2008, yeah, is when she and I both had our babies. Um, her name is Sasha Sterling, and she is a woman on a spiritual healing path. Um, and she has her own podcast called, I think it's called Exploring All Things Sacred. I reached out to her um, because she was a life coach at the time. And she connected me with a life coach who specifically worked with women who had um, physical body trauma from birth. And so, and I don't remember that woman's name anymore. Um, and I am very grateful to her. With her help, I started climbing 
my way up out of the pit that I was in. Um, and she actually had me do a little ritual to honor the goddess Hecate. And I did that in what became um, my personal land altar here at Braided Root Waters, um, which is the, the location that I go to in, in my journeys, to start my journeys. Um, the other thing that really helped me at that time was poetry. I started to write poetry and then I joined a, a um, poetry group held by a therapist and I um, did some sessions with that therapist. But the thing that really changed my life was finding a flyer at the local food co-op. Um, the flyer was something about shamanism. I didn't know what that was. Something about ancestral healing work. I didn't know what that was. I wasn't really interested in either of those things. What caught my eye on that flyer was the words, the Church of Earth Healing. That's what I needed to know more about. That's, um, yeah, I hoped that that could help me with my lifelong despair about what humans are doing to our planet. So at the end, in December of, of 2015, is when I called the number on that flyer and um, I met the person who became my shamanic teacher, Becky Shining Bearheart, um, to whom I am so grateful because she has changed my life. Um, I met her in December of 2015. I learned to journey, to shamanic journey, in January of 2016. And I've been, I've been journeying ever since. Um, I trained to become a shamanic healer with Becky Shining Bearheart in 2018 and 2019. And then in January of 2021, I trained to, be, to become a minister of the Church of Earth Healing. And it was in that ministerial training that I made a deep connection to the goddess Oya and the goddess Kalima. Um, so you will hear pages turning. I do have a little bit of an outline um, and I will be consulting my journey notes uh, for the journeys that I want to share with you today. Um, but I am still exploring and experimenting with this um, way of storytelling rather than um, writing. I'm a writer. Uh, I, yeah, I already said um, I would spend hours agonizing over this if I were writing it. And um, so this is spoken word storytelling. And sometimes my storytelling can get very um, uh, circular or digressing. Um, so I do have a bit of an outline to try to keep me, myself on track. 
Um, so the goddess Oya is a Yoruba goddess of the Niger River. Um, she is a very stormy, wind, windy, kind of tornado-y energy goddess who has blown a lot of change and healing and growth into my life. Um, and Kali Ma is a Hindu goddess of power, destruction, and change. And their energy, I was shown, is very... Um, very similar. So they're um, they're basically kind of like goddesses from different cultures who hold um, very similar roles and energies in their respective cultures. So um, I met them, began working with them in January of um, of twenty twenty. Two? 2021. Um, in this moment, I'm confused as to which it was. It must have been 2022 that I did the ministerial training. And I'm going to let that imperfection go. Um, this, um, this year, 2023, on February 2nd. So February 2nd is a feast day of the goddess Oya. And um, during the ministerial training, I was asked to create a fire circle at Braided Root Waters um, to honor the goddess Oya and to honor the goddess Kalima. And I go there and have a fire on February 2, Oya's feast day. This year, 2023, um, when I had that fire, my intention was to shift my focus from being so um, focused on connecting with the goddess Oya for the previous year into really growing my relationship with the goddess Kali Ma, who I hadn't um, connected very much and very deeply with as yet. So the intention for that fire and the intention for the journey that I did at that fire um, was this. What do I need to release? What do I need to embrace? How do I honor and bring Kali Ma more into my life? So I grounded, centered, and shielded, and that's very important. Um, that is something that Becky Shining Bearheart taught me and teaches everyone that she teaches to Shamanic Journey. We do that first. That is what grounds us, roots us to the earth and to our physical bodies. Um, and allows us to safely let a piece of our spirit travel in the spirit world to connect with our spirit guides, communicate with them, and access the healing that they have for us there. So I grounded, centered, and shielded. Um, and for this journey, I actually transformed into a black snake, and I slithered into my lower world cave and the goddess Kalima met me in my cave, and she has four arms, and she was holding a blade, a knife, and a thame in each one of her hands. Um, and what Kalima did was she slit my snake skin open lengthwise to force me to shed skin that I wasn't yet ready to shed basically that I was fearful of shedding. 
um, I'm not going to share all of the kind of personal life um, information and details that I got in that journey. Because um, the important thing is that forced shedding of skins that I was afraid to shed. Um, and so when this journey came to an end, I was slithering as the snake out of my cave and I slithered across abrasive, loose rocks on the floor of my cave and those rocks um, cut my skin open and forced me to shed more layers of skin that I feared to shed. And so that by the time this self as snake uh, that has shed quite a lot of skins in this journey re-entered myself, um, that snake form was basically a raw, kind of freshly peeled um, flesh cream, um, fatty nerve tissue colored snake um, that slithered up into my physical body, into my spine, basically as my spinal cord remade, renewed, and rewired. And so this really sort of set the stage in my mind for some of the really juicy healing to come, that has come to me in this year so far. Um, so, back to my fistula. Um, again, um, it took me quite a while to reach out for any more um, different possibilities for healing of my fistula and my pelvic floor. So, um, I started to see a pelvic floor physical therapist uh, early this year and started to bring some <clears throat> attention to my that physical part of my body. Let me grab a sip of my tea from my throat. <clears throat> and that... Um, began happening um, along with a lot of spiritual and emotional healing focused on my pelvic floor area. So February 18 and 19 of this year, I was in a training with Becky Shining Bearheart to learn to teach people to shamanic journey. Um, her workshop in which she teaches that to people is called Fundamentals of Shamanism. And the way that is taught is I basically sat in on her teaching people to journey on her workshop. And we um, met ahead of that. And then we met after that. And then I get the opportunity to teach the workshop with her supervising. 
Um, and I'm actually going to be teaching that workshop on July 1st and 2nd. Um, that is a Saturday and Sunday. Um, my um, preference is to teach that in person at Braided Root Waters Healing Sanctuary, but it is possible if there's enough interest from people that are too far away that that might happen online. Um, if it doesn't happen online this first time, I know that it certainly will happen online in the future. I will be teaching this online. Um, and I'll just go ahead and send you to my website since I'm thinking of it right now. MoonWiseEarthWalks.org is where I will be posting information about the July 1st and 2nd workshop and workshops in the future. And where there's information about the other offerings, um, such as the Despair and Discovery Circle, uh, the Earth Healing Fire Circle, um, Solstice and Equinox Circles, and the Wailing Circle that all happen at Braided Root Waters Healing Sanctuary. So let me get back to my story. Um, during that training, um, during the second day, I decided that I was going to do a journey <clears throat> to my pelvic floor. I had come to be pretty certain that um, this part of myself that I have come to call because of um, Starhawk, the author and activist, um, I have come to call this part of myself the self-judge and self-hater. I came to believe that that self-judge and self-hater probably lived in my pelvic floor. And I wanted to journey to that part of myself to see if I could meet it and help heal it. So for this journey, I grounded and centered and shielded. And I traveled this time in my own human female form, which actually isn't the most common way for me to travel in my journeys anymore. I think early in, in my path it was. Um, for this journey, a white lion, a male white lion who I had never met before, and a white tiger that was female who I had also never met before, came to me to carry me. They kind of each supported me, one on either side, and carried me to this place that I do often go called the Pool of the Goddesses and Gods. Um, this was kind of unusual to be approached by spirit guides who I was totally unfamiliar with and I definitely called upon my um, very familiar spirit guides to be with me, make themselves known, help me know that it was okay for me to travel with these new um, unknown to me spirit guides. Um, we came to this pool of goddesses and gods and it's, um, it's a pond, not a swimming pool. It's in the cosmos. Uh, the waters are incredibly healing waters and at the bottom of the pond there is a portal um, 
for crossing to the other side. There um, is grass along the banks of this pond. And this is a place that I often come uh, for healing work for myself or for healing clients. I'm also noticing that I'm saying um a lot and I'm gonna let go of letting that bother me. I here asked to meet the self-judge and the self-hater parts of myself. And what happened was really quite surprising to me. There was suddenly a giant penis in front of me, um, not at all what I expected. So it took a little like, yeah, sort of shaking off the surprise and accepting that, okay, this is the self-judge, self-hater within me. This probably has something to do with the patriarchy that is embedded in me. Um, and so I asked this giant penis, self-judge, self-hater, I asked it, what, what do you want? And it said, I want to dominate and control you and to punish you when you are bad. Those were its exact words, but I knew intuitively what it meant by when I am bad. Um, what it meant by that is when I orgasm. And it's a little <laughs> edgy for me to share that with you, but I am peeling back the curtain on edginess and embarrassment and taboo or the taboo around talking about sex or at least the taboo that I've lived with in my life around talking about sex and orgasms. Um, I asked it again, what do you want? And it said to tear you apart when you don't listen and keep the disgusting things inside. And again, it didn't say specifically what the disgusting things were, but I knew what it meant. The disgusting things were the babies that I had given birth to and poop. Um, I have poop issues that I'm not gonna talk about today, <laughs> but I will talk about them, don't worry. Um, and that will definitely be uh, peeling back the curtain on embarrassment for sure. Okay. And then I asked this giant penis, self-judge, self-hater, what do you need from me to feel loved? And this was almost heartbreaking. It said, compassion for my wretchedness. And I'm actually feeling a little bit tearful right now at that. Um, That's what this part of me needed, but it's also, it's also what the patriarchy at large needs. Compassion for its wretchedness. 
The patriarchy is wretched and it's doing wretched things. It's destroying our gorgeous planet. And we can't change it by hating it. We can only change it by shining compassion and love on it. And that is the truth. That's the truth that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke a long time ago. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of other people have spoken it as well. So, after I was told that what this giant penis needed was compassion for its wretchedness, um, I knew I needed to try to give it that. And the white lion and white tiger, they had stepped a little bit back behind me once we arrived at the pool of the goddesses and gods. And for when I met this giant penis and was communicating with it. But now they stepped up right next to me. And they helped me shine compassion on this giant penis. And there was just this powerful energy that came through me, you know, from behind me, through me, through the white lion and white tiger towards this giant penis. And it really quickly, really quickly, um, just healed, transformed, um, disappeared and, and returned as healed, um, as a healed part of myself into my pelvic floor. It just happened so, so quickly, so surprisingly quickly. And then I became aware of the goddess Kuan Yin. And again, I'm feeling very tearful in this moment. The goddess Kuan Yin had been standing behind me and I didn't know she was there. And um, that insane, <laughs> intensely powerful compassion that healed this giant penis self-hater, self-judge had come from her. It had come from her, had moved through me and the white lion and the white tiger to this part of me that desperately needed healing and had healed it so, so quickly. Um, and she has subsequently shared with me that the reason why her compassion healing is so powerful is because it shines upon whatever, whoever is receiving that healing just to absolute and complete understanding, just total understanding. Um, and to be so totally understood and accepted is 
very powerful, powerfully transforming. It's just very powerful healing. Gosh, can you imagine how the world was changed if each one of the many billions of us two-leggeds felt absolutely and completely understood and accepted. Ooh, that's what we need. I'm gonna blow my nose. So, um, the white lion is a spirit guide, a gift from Kuan Yin to me. The white lion is a spirit guide for me. The tiger, um, and actually she has two white tigers. Um, those are hers. So I came to understand that and um, Kuan Yin did some further healing work with, with me in that journey, giving compassion to, to me in my um, human female form, um, compassion to, yeah, to my beauty, to my truth, to uh, the truth of me, that she was shining such complete compassion, understanding, and love upon. When this journey was completed, I returned with the white lion and white tiger to myself, um, to my body, sitting at home at my altar, uh, where I was actually in, in the midst of this workshop. Um, and um, yeah, that was that journey. Um, and to, to bring this episode full circle today, um, in terms of what I started with, which is, um, why it is walking in the eighth year of my path of shamanic healing, that it's just now that I'm starting to live from a place that is not fear. Um, I'm going to share the, um, the second very transformational journey that I had with Kuan Yin. And this journey took place on February 20th, so the next day. Uh, let me get to that point in my notes here. Um, this journey, um, my intention was simply to have another encounter with Kuan Yin. 
um, who was a brand new spirit guide for me and who uh, had come in so powerfully into my life. Um, so for this journey, <clears throat> I grounded, centered, and shielded, and uh, the white lion came, and I rode the white lion this time. And the white lion took me to Kuan Yin's place. Her place is, um, I imagine it to be somewhere in, in the, um, the Hindu part of the world, um, or in the, uh, spiritual, spirit world overlay of that part of the world. Um, she has a lake covered in lotuses, and beyond that lake, um, she sits on a, a lotus altar, and in the distance behind her, there are mountains, two mountains, and the river, a river flows from and between those two mountains and feeds this lake, this lotus lake, and so... I was riding the white lion. Um, I came to this lotus lake and uh, one of the white tigers swims me across the lake to Kuan Yin. And the lion, of course, uh, doesn't want to swim and uh, walks around the lake to get to where I am with Kuan Yin. Um, and what happened is I began to birth. I began to go into labor in this journey. And Kuan Yin said to me, you are birthing yourself. And along with this birthing in this journey in the spirit world, I actually experienced an orgasm in my physical body. Um, and the baby that was born out of me was born while my physical body was having this orgasm. And Kuan Yin was the midwife um, who caught the baby and she placed this baby self into my arms. And then Kuan Yin scooped me up, held me in her arms, and took me into an indoor space that was filled with women. So I was surrounded by this sisterhood, um, basically in this birthing room, surrounded by the women, the sisterhood, that, oh, that we are all... Women are supposed to, we are meant to. Um, in the long ago tribal times that I long for, that you will learn, that I um, reference often. Um, this is how we birthed. We birthed in our community of loving and supporting women. So I was brought into that into that room, into that sisterhood of women. Um, my 
Hungarian, um, my mother's lineage, women ancestors were there. Um, the goddess Oya was there, the goddess Kalima was there. Um, others of my spirit guides, Grandmother Moon, Mother Earth, um, Wind Horse Woman, um, Esmeralda, those are two ancestors, were there. And then some of the, the friends that I have in waking life, their spirits were there supporting me as well at this time. I was, in this journey, I was cared for, I was bathed, I was fed, I was given drink um, while I was holding this newborn self. Um, I was breastfeeding this baby um, and the women began to sing and speak the names of this baby. They spoke the name Elizabeth, which is my given name, Betty, the name I go by, Erzsébet, which is Elizabeth in Hungarian, Elsa, my middle name is Anne, and my grandmother's name is Anna, um, and Elsa Anna is one of the names that was spoken um, and Eilat is the Hungarian word for life. And I have come to name this child, this self that was born out of myself in a rush of orgasmic pleasure. I call her Erzsébet Eilat. Um, That um, was kind of the bulk of this journey. I did allow myself to um, actually physically um, fall asleep after, after giving birth. Um, and with the goddess Kuan Yin curled lovingly around me, um, I did drift in and out of sleep, and what I came to understand, um, I don't think it was in the end of this journey, I think it was in um, some subsequent realization um, that this, I, I had reborn this part of myself in order that she, that I could raise this part of myself free of that giant penis, the self-judge, the self-hater, and the patriarchy, um, free to enjoy and explore her sexuality, her body, and her femaleness. Um, and yeah, I will share, now is the moment for me to share, that um, I have not had a good, healthy relationship with 
my body with sex and sexuality. Um, I've probably only orgasmed 5% of the time, and that is a guess of a number, and it is probably generous. Um, and I am also um, it's coming up to share, because I haven't said it yet, but it's definitely a part of the shift that I'm in. Um, all of this is happening during a time when, or maybe the shift to Mother Earth happened as a result of this. I'd have to look at, at my notes. Um, I've spent time on my path uh, with Grandmother Moon as my primary spirit guide. She was my first primary spirit guide and was my primary for several years. And then I spent mm, maybe about a year or a little more with Grandfather's son as my primary spirit guide up until the early part of this year. Um, I call it taking a quarter turn in the medicine wheel because Grandmother Moon is in the north for me. Uh, Grandfather's son is in the east and Mother Earth is in the south. So I took a quarter turn to Mother Earth being my primary spirit guide and the earth in the way that I was taught by Becky Shining Bearheart. Earth element is related to our physical bodies and the healing of our physical bodies. And so I'm very much in this phase of learning to be in touch with my physical body, my sexuality, um, and healing uh, my physical self. So, yeah, um, there's that. And then there is the, oh, I'm forgetting some, I'm remembering something I forgot about that. Um, yeah, let me step back to that. About the healing of the giant penis um, self-hater. What I learned after that journey, not in that journey, um, was something really, really profound for me. Um, I am someone who spent most of my life, most of my young life, um, just being absolutely certain that I would never, ever, ever have kids. I would never add people to this planet as you know, destructive consumers, nor would I bring spirits into this world to have to cope with what's happening on this planet. I was very certain of that, very certain. Um, but I do have two children, two boys, two um, white males, who are, um, I'm almost certain, um, cisgender and um, um, hetero. 
so they are uh, in the <laughs> most, they are among the most privileged uh, of the planet's people. And they are my sons and I love them. Um, but I have struggled. So th they were not accidental. I chose to have them. I came to believe that having children and raising them in the right way, <laughs> to me the right way, was in an intentional community, homeschooled, without access to screens, with the skills of growing food, survival skills, shelter building skills, you name it, all the things I was not able to manifest. Um, to me, that was the right way because then I thought they could be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. <coughs> um, as it sits now in my life, I have these two gorgeous, amazing young men um, who have been raised in a really, um, you know, privileged white American, consumptive, um, destructive way of life. And maybe a story for another time, but that is uh, a big part of what has um, led to the decision for divorce. And um, anyway, I've struggled. I've struggled really hard with the fact that I brought these two spirits onto this planet when I knew better. Um, and when I knew that I didn't want to do that and I felt like I had sort of lost sight of that truth when I chose to have kids because I met a person who I thought um, had the same values and dreams as I did. Um, when Kuan Yin healed that giant penis self-hater in me, um, I actually realized the following morning when I did my morning sitting at my altar with my tea um, that that part of me, that very unhealed part of me was also the part that did not want me to have children, right? That was the part that told me it wanted to tear me apart because I wouldn't listen and keep the disgusting things inside. And one of those disgusting things was babies. And it did tear me apart. <laughs> it tore me both times. Um, not nearly so bad the first time. And tore me in a way that brought me to my knees and brought me to my healing path the second time. And man, I'm grateful. I am grateful. Um, I am grateful for that fistula that I still live with 11 years later. Um, I am grateful to be on this path of healing. Um, so there was that. And then I need to um, be bringing it to a close here, y'all, but I need to get to the realization that came with the birthing of this part of myself, whose name is Erjebeth Eilat. 
Elizabeth life. Um, that I didn't fully understand in the journey in which she was born, um, but came to understand better in a subsequent journey. I, um, that birthing was a soul retrieval of a part of my soul that I lost in the moment of my actual birth, um, you know, 44 plus years ago. My, when my mom gave birth to me, she was in a place of deep depression and intense fear. And she um, birthed me in a literal wash of fear. And so part of my spirit left in that moment. And that is the part that I got back when I gave birth to Erjebeth Eilat in my journey. And the moment of my birth is also the moment in which my life was stamped with fear and is why I've lived 44 plus years of my life with fear as my starting point. Always my starting point, always my go-to, even though I've worked on it, I've addressed it, I've tried to heal it, I've released it into fires over and over and over again in the last seven years on this path. Um, getting this soul part back is what I needed to have happen in order to start living from a place that is not fear, uh, which is a place of power and voice. And these things happen when we're ready for them to happen. I wasn't ready before now. I was not ready before now. Um, people who are healers are not done with all of their healing. You don't have to be done with all of your healing in order to help others along their paths of healing. And it would actually be a problem if I or any healer thought that they were all done <laughs> with their healing. I think I said this last time, but I'll say it again. Being a healer is first and foremost a commitment to one's own healing work, one's own growth and transformation. So, um, I am going to seek to find a balance in this podcast, which is called Dear Medicine, A Shamanic Healer's Journey of Self-Love for Earth Healing. I'm going to try to find a balance between sharing with y'all the healing work that is currently happening in my life and that I am, you know, where I'm at right now in my life and going back to the very beginning and sharing with you how, how that journey, um, what that journey looked like, how it's progressed and how it brought me to where I am now. And, um, yeah, I'm sharing, um, I'm sharing where I'm at now because I want, I want y'all to see how powerful this, 
shamanic healing is, um, how deeply transformational and, um, yeah, the things that I shared today also allowed me to dive right in to peeling back, um, the embarrassment and what is, you know, culturally appropriate and what is taboo, um, and um, choosing to live from a place of power and voice. Um, so before I close, I just want to remind y'all that I am manifesting on 105 absolutely amazing acres in Trumansburg, New York, Braided Root Waters Healing Sanctuary, which is a place for transformational healing and reconnection to the earth, to spirit, to fire, to beauty, to purpose, to truth, to ourselves and to each other. My name is Betty Rooted Lionheart and I have absolute trust in the strength of my story. I have absolute trust in the strength of my voice. And I'm gonna close with a little bit of drumming and I'll share again, my website is moonwiseearthwalks.org, M-O-O-N-W-I-S-E-E-A-R-T-H-W-A-L-K-S, dot o-r-g
spirits be fed by my gratitude, by our gratitude, and may the spirits be fed by my speaking, my story, my courage to storytell. <laughs>